Hi, and welcome to Above the Clouds, the podcast that believes in the saying, one ounce of action is more valuable than 10 tons of theory. Here we discuss ideas and strategies which have been proven to elevate the heart and minds of the ones courageous enough to implement these strategies and take a step in a whole new direction. You are now listening to Cole Lewis and I'm inviting you to fly with us in a whole new direction so we can arrive at a whole new destination. Get ready because we are going above the clouds. Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds. Um, Today's episode is pretty much um, about anger and a story which I believe really illustrates it's slow, measured, tiger-like hunt of even like blending into the long grass with eyes on its prey and often it kind of feels like anger is a little bit like that and I know some people might just be like oh okay that's a little bit too deep or whatever or it's not that deep Um, but for anyone who has made a decision under the umbrella of anger and has kind of you know regretted it to a large extent and wishing they could change things they kind of know what I'm talking about and referring to which I think most people probably can at some point or another Um, but just imagine for a moment uh, of a situation that you have encountered whether it been recently or quite a while ago or whatever and you know and in that situation you, you you found yourself not acting but being very reactive so you're reacting to a situation under this umbrella of heightened emotion yeah now imagine you could go back to that you know to that moment and then ask yourself what you would do differently yeah and i'm hoping by the end of this episode that you would recognize that the chances are regardless of what you say you would do differently the probability is whatever happened that triggered your emotion in that moment would still probably trigger that emotion the difference is you would be more privy more aware and more present in that moment to not identify yourself with the situation so you would still feel the emotion you still feel the fear or the frustration or the anger I guess in this particular case anger um, you still feel it however you'd realize that all the feelings that come with it and even certain clouded judgment which is trying to shift your reality it won't determine the decision you make because you'll still be making it under present and you would detach yourself from the feeling so you don't dismiss the feeling because you know it's there you're just not identifying with it which means you're not acting out of it instead you're acting out of presence yeah the actual reality of things so that's what i'm hoping anyway um (laughs) um, but honestly um regardless of what i say in regards to this in this episode and in regards to this topic just know that it's not an easy thing and it's something people you know work on for their whole lifetime and it's something i'm working on and it's something that has been to my detriment on on many occasions if I'm being honest but it's definitely something I've grown in an area that I've grown in Um, I'm still working on it I'm still growing 
and um, I'm just like the Sherman tree, you know, just don't stop growing. For those that don't know, I think that's like one of the tallest trees in the world. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a lifelong thing. So it's not something to get frustrated with yourself and beat yourself up over when you you feel like you've lost yourself in a moment um, because it happens. You know that is life. We are um, both um, spirit and flesh. So from time to time, the flesh gets weak and things happen. But this is a part of the journey. This is a part of the growth. And without any further ado, let me just get to this story because I love this story and I think it really illustrates um, so many um, significant things about um, the human nature and like I said, even the steps it takes in order to, for us to get to that point of almost losing ourselves, becoming hijacked you know, by our emotions you know, and allowing our emotions to determine our decisions and dictate the direction that we start going in. Alright, so without much further ado, this book is from Paulo Coelho, who's most famous, I believe, for another book called um, The Alchemist, but this particular one is called Like the Flowing River, which is just short stories of thoughts and reflections um, from um, this uh, Brazilian author. So uh, without further ado, um, this is um, called Genghis Khan and the Falcon. Okay. and his falcon one morning the mongol warrior genghis khan and his court went out hunting his companions carried bows and arrows but genghis khan carried on his arm his favorite falcon which was better and surer than any arrow because it could fly up to the skies and see everything that a human being could not however despite the group's enthusiastic efforts they found nothing Disappointed, Genghis Khan returned to the encampment and in order not to take out his frustration on his companions, he left the rest of the party and rode on alone. They had stayed in the forest for longer than expected and Khan was desperately tired and thirsty. In the summer heat, all the streams had dried up and he could find nothing to drink. Then to his amazement, he saw a thread of water flowing from a rock just in front of him. He removed the falcon from his arm and took out the silver cup which he always carried with him. It was very slow to fill and just as he was about to raise it to his lips, the falcon flew, flew up, plucked the cup from his hands and dashed it to the ground. Genghis Khan was furious, but then the falcon was his favorite and perhaps it too was thirsty. He picked up the cup cleaned off the dirt and filled it again. When the cup was only half empty this time, the falcon again attacked it, spilling the water. Genghis Khan adored this bird, but he knew that he could not, under any circumstances, allow such disrespect. Someone might be watching this scene from afar and later on would tell his warriors that the great conqueror was incapable of taming a mere bird. This time, he drew his sword and picked up the cup and refilled it, keeping one eye on the stream and the other on the falcon. As soon as he had enough water in the cup and was ready to drink, the falcon again took flight and flew towards him. But Khan, with one thrust, 
pierced the bird's breast. The thread of water, however, had dried up, but Khan, determined now to find something to drink, climbed the rock in search of the spring. To his surprise, there really was a pool of water, and in the middle of it, dead, lay one of the most poisonous snakes in the region. If he had drunk the water, he too would have died. So Khan returned to camp with the dead falcon in his arms. He ordered a gold figurine of the bird to be made and on one of the wings he had engraved. Even when a friend does something you do not like, he continues to be your friend. And on the other wing, he had these words engraved. Any action committed in anger is an action doomed to failure. Okay, I love that story. <laughs> um, I hope I told it well. Um, so honestly, that I, think, I feel like this story really just says more than I could ever say if I'm being honest. And I just want to spend a bit of time breaking it down and talk about why I think the story perfectly illustrates um, the steps um, that we could uh, take and the steps that our emotions take on even on an unconscious level that we can start becoming more conscious of and um, almost give us more um, ammunition in terms of dealing with situations better and in turn having to suffer less because of course we don't live to suffer we don't want to live so we have to suffer you know we want to be happy in this life but if we're not trying to be happy then the only other opposite is that we're making do with suffering so it makes sense just to make the effort to you know be happy and one of the ways is to be present as much as possible and not be as reactive so let's let's get into this because this is going to be fun and let me just start off by saying before i really break this down um, you know, baby lions, they, um, as they're growing up, they are taught to hunt and it takes them a while. It's a lot of um, trial and error, but they're taught to hunt. Um, but it's one of those ones where it's not so much um, if I feel like doing it today type thing, because alternative to not learning to hunt is you starve <laughs> I'll say that again the alternative to them not learning how to hunt is they will starve yeah that would be the alternative so and of course once they do learn then they will become efficient enough hunters where they can start either if they're a male you know defend their pride um, or if they are female then they'll be hunting for the prey and collecting food to feed the young or the family or so on and so forth um, but I only say that to say this this is something in terms of recognising your emotions and having somewhat uh, control over what you're doing is just as significant and important as it is for if they don't learn they suffer and if we don't learn this to be present especially when situations seem to be triggering us then guess what we suffer 
<laughs> so, and I think Eckhart Tolle, I think I mentioned this last time, Eckhart Tolle said when, when there's certain situations that happen, your options are literally to surrender, to remove yourself from the situation, or suffer, you know, um, so what are we choosing? So let's break this down anyway. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. So, um, early in the story, when they said they they went, they've gone out into the um, into the, the forest or whatever uh, to hunt, and they didn't get what they wanted. They didn't find anything, um, and they were all pretty disappointed. It said. In order not to take his frustration out on his companions, so he's referring to Genghis Khan here, yeah? So in order for him not to take his frustration out on his companions, obviously he left his companions and decided to walk back alone. Yeah? So straight away, he was aware of his emotional state and he was aware how that state could affect his relationship and interaction with the people around him. So that is pretty good awareness within itself you know what I mean is this almost like when you say to somebody um, I'm not in a good mood please don't talk to me right now um, but I will chat to you later yeah, it's not you necessarily saying it in a rude way it's just like you know what state you're in and currently you're still struggling to process that state and at this present moment nothing positive can come out of it until you've become fully um, almost um, accepting of where you are right now instead of indulging in the emotion type thing yeah so that's a lot of awareness right now okay next thing he says or next thing it says longer than expected and Khan was desperately tired and thirsty now there's a couple of things here first of all we said longer than expected expectancy is some kind of um, vision for the future yeah, which is fine to an extent. However, the the danger with having expect um, expectations is when something doesn't reach your expectations, there's a danger of you becoming um, frustrated and disappointed. You know, and obviously, to what magnitude, God only knows. Depends of how much how much um, expectancy you laid on it and how much you wanted it to happen you know um, and obviously and of course how much happiness you based on this thing from happening you know if you base all your whole day being happy only if this happens and you're expecting it to happen and then it doesn't happen then of course you've already told yourself that without it you can't be happy um, so that's this that's this is an important thing yeah, so they were out there longer than they expected. So this is already going to cause some le level of frustration. Yeah, of course we all like things that um, go our way. So if I wasn't expecting, for example, to get, I don't know, uh, dessert, for example. You know, I, I came home and my partner made me dinner, for example, and I was like, oh, that was lovely. And then she ended up making my favourite dessert and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know it was going to happen. Of course, that's a beautiful surprise, you know. But 
if I came home and she made me a lovely meal and then I found there was, I don't know, this is a silly example, but lots of bones in my fish, for example, I would get really upset because I don't expect it, you know? And it's not a nice surprise. Um, and that's just me personally, because I don't like bones. <laughs> but um, it's a silly one, but anyway. Um, so yeah, longer than expected and Khan was desperately tired and thirsty. So this is important as well. So sometimes you need to recognize when you're actually physically drained, which is gonna have a, an emotional effect. But sometimes you need to correlate how you're feeling like emotionally to what is actually going on, like the reality. Because sometimes the emotion will try to tell you it's because of this and it's because of that and it will give you a distorted version of what is actually happening, you know? Um, hence why, I don't know if you, anyone's familiar here with a certain biblical story, but when it said that the devil tempted Jesus, this only occurred when Jesus was fasting. So he was already feeling physically weak, you know, without food and water and so on and so forth. Hence, this is at the time when the devil started to tempt him and say, you know, if you are who, who you say you are, then make this stone you know into bread or whatever and when obviously jesus replied you know man shall not live by bread alone you know so there's a lot more going on than just the physical but it's just to be aware that the physical senses can have a lot to do with how you view the world you know that that ultimately your antennas to the world you know they without you know trying to um <laughs> make a pun they're your eyes and ears of the world ultimately but all your senses are not just your eyes and ears but you know they are literally your interpreters of the world and unfortunately our emotions are a dangerous interpreter of the world you know they could easily be misinterpreted um, and the mind can misinterpret emotions for the facts yeah so, anyway, moving on. Um, Khan was furious. Perhaps it too was thirsty. Now this this bit was deep for me. So, it's first it said Khan was furious. So this is when the, the the falcon first knocked the cup out of his hand. So obviously, he got excited. Um, like it said, much to his amazement, he found this water coming out. So it's like whoo excitement, and then it knocks the, um, the falcon knocks the cup out of his hand but what was interesting here is perhaps it too was thirsty now this is a simple thing but catch the joke here perhaps it too was thirsty is actually true because they're all out there in the forest and the animal is a living creature as well who will also get dehydrated and also has um, biological needs true of course it is but guess what that's logical that's logical when you're actually in the midst of being emotionally hijacked logic goes out of the window yeah logic goes out of the window because once the emotions start kicking in yeah from the amygdala or whatever part of the brain it is that's your irrational part of the brain that's dealing with your reality yeah so at this moment he hasn't been hijacked yes he's frustrated and he's recognized his frustration thing but he's still 
able to see things as they are yeah so um, then it says he picked up the cup cleaned off the dirt and filled it again something so simple but do you know what I've taken this for this is a metaphor he picked up the cup cleaned it off cleaned off the dirt and filled it again that's a metaphor for what you do to yourself whenever you feel yourself faltering at anything in life yeah you pick yourself up you brush off the dirt and you start again yeah you start again now I know this is so much easier said than done so much easier said than done you know even myself it's, it's, it's very very difficult you know and we do struggle and I could think of many many times where I struggle to do this and many times when sometimes I even think about past things and, and, and struggle to even forgive myself for certain things which means I might have picked myself up I haven't really cleaned off the dirt but I've tried to do something again with still holding on to um, past mistakes which isn't cool yeah so you really need to forgive yourself of certain things yeah so when you pick yourself up and dust yourself off and try again as Aaliyah says you literally have to dust yourself off yeah because there will be stains from past mistakes yeah, and situations you've got to shake that off so when you carry that guess what you carry that and that's baggage that your emotions are still attached to and the problem with that is when you forget that you haven't really brushed yourself off properly you will then unconsciously or your mind will unconsciously seek out situations around you that it can attach that emotion to in the moment and then you will blame that situation you will blame your partner or your boss or your parents or you know your, your children or whoever whoever seems to be frustrating you in that moment you will blame it on them not realizing that this emotion derives from a deeper place from a deeper place but anyway so yeah i thought that was deep he picked up the cup cleaned off the dirt and filled it again yeah so it's almost like he's starting again yeah so and then there was a part where the, the after he did that the the falcon knocked off the, the the cup out of his hand again and then he even said to himself this is disrespect and I can't have this because someone might be watching does that sound familiar when you've acted outside of yourself because someone else is watching or someone else might have heard you know and to, the only way the ego is going to allow you to deal with that shame or embarrassment is to lash out is to lash out so it's about recognizing even that sometimes the environment isn't going to be conducive to you remaining calm or remaining present but if you're familiar with that and able to step outside of everything your emotions are telling you in that moment then sometimes it can allow you to just make that single decision in that moment just to step away just for that moment don't stay there it might be embarrassing just walk away just walk away because you might end up reacting in an even more embarrassing way and cause even more destruction even more complications even more um, reasons to um, have regret and wish you did things differently you know so um, after that it says okay so 
he killed the bird, yeah? One strike to the breast, he said. Then, now this is a killer. No pun intended. <laughs> now, he's determined now to find something to drink. So now he's killed the bird. He's really acted out of anger, out of frustration. Yeah, he's acted out, yeah? Now, he's determined now to find something to drink. Yeah, which was his purpose all along. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been compelled or determined to finish an argument where somewhere in you knows you can't really win it? But there's also another part of you that doesn't want to let it go. That feels like there's more points to be gained. You know, like I might get something if this person actually agrees with me or if I can make them feel smaller and make them understand my point as if that, you know, as if you gain anything really from it but something in that moment makes you feel like you're going to gain by pursuing um, a battle which you shouldn't have um, engaged in in the first place you know what I mean? it was a war that you cannot win because it's emotionally driven war you know? And your emotions are never going to be satisfied in terms of, like, in terms of ego. Because right now, all you're doing is feed, feeding your ego. Yeah? So, it's never going to be satisfied. It's, it's never going to be won. And the thing about the ego is it always thinks it's right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm sure you can imagine certain situations where you've just become determined to just push and 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 obviously at that point you've been hijacked fully hijacked there's no logic in that moment this is another thing to remember so when we spoke about excuse me calm was furious perhaps it too was thirsty remember it really spoke about him adoring this bird so he adored this bird but guess what the moment you've been hijacked you don't care about that you don't care if this is the person that you love the person that loves you the person that you know what i mean has has been there for you for years or you know what i mean has served you well and has given you advice at the right time or you know like all the things that this person might have done for you that made them your friend that made them your partner that you know um has given them the title that you felt that they deserved in that moment when you've lost yourself none of that means nothing none of that means nothing in that moment your anger is telling you this person is an enemy you'll see them as an enemy you'll act as if they are an enemy and this point of acting as if they're enemy is extremely painful in the long run once you've calmed down you come back to a place of presence and then you realize that this person that you love oh so much you just treated and acted as if you was an enemy as if they were the enemy you know um, and again it's easily done especially when like, anger gets hold of you you know and it's not just necessarily a person sometimes it could be you just attacking a situation you know um, so I just wanted to touch on the, just the final clues of this story you know uh, and, and, and again it's like little, it's those little steps just like the lion has to learn how to you know what I mean approach the prey you know get into some tall grass or blend in with the environment and approach slowly and you know the 
all these little subtle, subtle techniques they need to learn. And it's the difference between eating and not eating, yeah? Um, these subtle little things that I'm about to just quickly get into again is the difference between suffering and not suffering. And they are so subtle. But as we're getting into the story, there's some point certain words that is used before he ends up killing his friends, yeah? His bird, which is disappointed, frustration, desperately tired and thirsty, yeah? Summer heat and nothing to drink. So it's bad enough that you're thirsty, but you're hot and sweating as well, which is obviously going to dehydrate you even more. Yeah, and something which <sighs> this is a bit of a weird one. It says here to his amazement. So there was a point where he had hope because he saw the water coming. Now, obviously, if you're thirsty and you see water, of course you're going to get excited, right? Now, yes, it's important to recognize when blessings are happening or blessings may occur maybe occurring in your favor cool but you still have to be careful expectation because the moment he had that hope when that hope seemed seemed to have vanished he became furious yeah so he was already disappointed and frustrated and desperately tired and thirsty and vulnerable and remember we're very susceptible when we're tired anyway yeah and when the body is just physically feeling weak from tiredness and obviously hunger and so on and so forth. So the moment hope arrived and was taken away, it's even more frustrating. Even more frustrating. So you can imagine what it's like for someone to even, um, you know, be struggling, you know, to pay their bills or just struggling to, you know, support their family or whatever. And then they get a job interview. That's hope. That's hope, and have a good interview, even more hope, and then get the phone call to say, "Sir, you was unsuccessful." You know, and it's hard, but you can't make yourself suffer. You know, you need to remember that the sun is going to come out tomorrow. So, and again, it said, "Adored the bird, but he knew that he could not, under any circumstances, allow such disrespect to happen." So again, even the amount of love he had for the bird wasn't enough to sustain the rational part of the mind, yeah? So you need to be present in yourself. You can't rely on the fact that, okay, I really care about this person, so I know I'm going to be cool with them. Yes, that is somewhat of an incentive, and we do treat some people differently, and some people get a certain level of favoritism or whatever. Fine, cool. But, brother, sister, please, hear me when I say this. You need to be in tune with yourself, first and foremost. This is one thing I've definitely learnt. Um, it's difficult to do, like, and it's a process, but you have to love yourself, get in tune with yourself, understand yourself, be present with who you are, and recognise when these emotions are starting to fluctuate and elevate to a point where they could potentially distort what is actually happening yeah so ultimately what i'm saying is do not allow your emotions to work to your detriment okay that's what i'm saying and so the final words um, of the story was when he had um, certain words engra engraved on either on both <laughs> of the wings 
Falcon. Um, the first one was, even when a friend does something you do not like, he continues to be your friend. Yeah. So, obviously, we're, we're still talking about this emotional umbrella. So, what you do and who you are are not necessarily the same thing. Well, they're not the same thing. Not even necessarily. They're not the same thing. Yeah. Um, who you were yesterday isn't who you are today. Yeah. And what your friend might do in a moment doesn't determine their value or determine um, whether or not they should still, uh, that they still, if, sorry, if they still qualify to be your friend. Yeah. And the reason for that is because you don't know what emotion, emotional state they was in when they made their decision. And you need to be clear on what space you was in when you was interpreting what it was that you did or didn't like in that time. Because they might not did anything necessarily wrong. It's just you just interpret it in a particular way because you was already feeling in a particular way. You know, just like when Gengar said um, that he removed, well, he didn't say it, but when he removed himself from his companions because he knew how he was feeling you know what I mean it's the same thing when you're around certain people and you're already feeling a particular way you've got other things going on in your life it's very easy to get frustrated by very you know subtle and innocent things that might have been said you know so it's not about allowing these emotions negative emotions to perpetuate in a way that's going to have a negative impact on the people that you genuinely care about and genuinely care about you right and the last thing is which he had engraved on the other wing is any action committed in anger is an action doomed to failure and i'm going to end it right there and i'm going to end it by repeating that one more time okay any action committed in anger is an action doomed to failure okay people thank you for listening stay strong stay blessed stay as calm as you can stay present choose happiness over suffering yeah choose happiness over suffering it's a lifelong journey but as Eckhart says the only thing that is ultimately real about this journey is the step that we're taking at this moment all right take care god bless